0: This is a recording of The Uyghur People's Fight for Freedom, her Ideas for Freedom 2019, with Aziz Isa Elkun. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I've this uh, opportunity to, uh, to talk to the labor activities in the country. That's my, my pride. Uh, I always, uh, we have a big two parties in the country, labor and Conservatives. so when i was come in uh, to the country first time that was in 2001 and i first time i was so surprised about the democratic uh, value in this country and learned about labor that was the labor party in power i'm really interested in the politics and share my opinions as a a good british citizen and uh, thank you so much for this opportunity i Briefly introduce who are the Uyghurs, and what's the problem today, and follow up my personal experience that was that I will I will read from my paper. Uh, Uyghurs is uh, uh, so far you know like uh, we have uh, like uh, did you know anyone happen to know uh, in East London and close to the Greenwich uh, there's a. Uh, in Palmstad, there's a street name called Kashgar Road. When you look at the old uh, A to Z map, when you look at the K, you can see Kashgar. Why does Kashgar Road in, in Palmstad? Of course, that's uh, directly related to the British Empire. Uh, British Empire, we was, in short, we established independent state in, uh, in uh, 1864, and the British Empire... We recognized, uh, uh, Uyghurs country called Kashgaria and established consulate everything and there's a uh, very strong trade uh, with the British India, Pakistan. And so geographical location is in that land. We will live, we was believe this is the ham for thousands, two thousand, five thousand years. That land called East Turkestan or all, all time called, uh, in the French map, Pataria, all the region. Now became like, a, how do you say? between three empires in the center of Central Asia, they, all the native peoples' uh, distin- destiny was decided by the Russians or, or by the British or by the Chinese. But unfortunately, we was never able to join the independent state like Uzbekistan or Kazakhstan. So in Kashgar, we come back to the that Kashgar was that street name, Kashgar was given at that time because uh, British Empire established the consulate in Kashgar, and also Russians established consulate as well. They were just rival rival power in the 18th century, even 19th century. And then uh, British government uh, tried very hard to establish a kind of buffer state between three empires, Chinese and Russians, in order to protect British India and Pakistan at that time. You know, Then British government uh, not. Uh, was not able to persuade the uh, Saint Petersburg, but at that time, because uh, Russia was very fast moving to Central Asia, taking over all nowadays Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Central Asia, as, uh, uh, the old Kyrgyzstan. By that time, as I said, in the French early map called Tataria, so that region called the, like uh, Persia, like Hindustan, Pakistan, like that area called Turkistan, because the people of that region. Uh, from Mongolia till, until uh, kind of Nordic Turkmenistan, Azerbaijan, part of Central Asia, oh, we can come from ancient Silk Road. All people are almost able to understand each other. They speak Turkish language. And Turkish language is... Uh, people speak Turkish language can understand about uh, 50 or 60% of Nowadays Turkish, but very different. Uh. So the Uyghurs one of them and we established the empire, states, everything in the 6th and 8th century in Mongolia. Nowadays, Mongolia, uh, Mongolia's uh, script, we was used to that script, and we was believed uh, uh, various mm. belief, Buddhism, and uh, different variants of Christianity even, and in the 10th century, it was converted to Islam. And uh, so there's uh, we can see the, in the China they proud there's a large wall called the Great Wall of China. that was used to be our ancient old brother with China. Now they take over everything from us. Now they are killing treated, kill us and lock the millions of people. That is the problem now. Uh, this is nothing about Islam, nothing about ideology. that's about land, resources, capitalism. That's what's happening now, because Uyghurs are different from the Han East Asian people. But the communists, just like the method, just how Stalin used uh, after the Second World War or before, grab power and uh, just uh, one ideology, misusing uh, this, uh, uh commonly accepted uh, labor writers, fair societies. I have many times talked about David. I have, we have we are different uh, understanding because we are afraid talk even about socialism yeah, because we, we understand that's horrible. Because it's socialism, in the name of socialism, how much my people are suffering. But actually, that's right, and they openly said in the protest, China is not a socialist country. China is a fascist, mm. nationalist, and a horrible country, and not respecting the rights of the uh, uh, minorities or, or these indigenous people. And uh, now, I just read out my, uh, uh, my uh, personal experience um, and uh, uh, we uh, okay. So today's Uyghur tragedy and the dispersion from him to exile. In our world, when prehistoric humans had their first self-consciousness as a human, they have understood how important it is to protect their own interest against other humans. This is ancient time. Since the human began. Since the human history began with, prehistori- uh, uh, began with periodic wars against each other and it caused great tragedy. Until now, many nations in the world have suffered some forms of tragedy caused by human wars, human's own wars, or by national disaster. In the digital world of the 21st century, we would tragedy is one of the examples not exceptional. There's no slum, no ideology that's about interest of one nation, or one powerful nation than others. The present Uyghur tragedy that has been viciously pers- pursued by Chinese President Xi Jinping since 2016. Millions of Uyghurs are not only suffering with Chinese inhuman treatment in the concentration camps at home, but Uyghurs in exile also suffering because China has effectively cut off all communication between Uyghurs at home and abroad. Uh, with this opportunity, I am going to tell my own story in brief. I am sure you will easily understand how the small number of the Uyghur exiles have become so desperate to respond to China's ethnic and cultural genocide of the Uyghurs in East Turkestan. Do you know, in the UK, probably you know many uh, 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 many Asians, Bangladesh, any diaspora, or migrant community, we have less than 500 in the United Kingdom, Uyghurs are. We just, and uh, even the Tibetans, slightly more than, than us. When I arrived to the UK, we, there's only one Uyghur. That was about 18 years ago. And uh, so my father was born during the Republic of East Turkestan, that was in 1945, when we established second-time republic. And I was born as a Chinese citizen in 1970, middle of the Cultural Revolution, when I was remembered that was established uh, called Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region, Autonomous Rights. And I studied in Uyghur School. And, uh, yes, yes, I grew up in a remote village near Tarim River, one of the inland river, large river. It's 10 kilometers away from East Turkestan's largest prison. Uh, uh, prison camp or labor camp uh, sent intellectuals to, to transform them through labor. Still, China applies this, regi- uh, this regime like uh, uh, Soviet Gulag. Uh, what I remember most about my childhood in the late 1970s uh, we used to have dark days which we could not see any sunlight for one uh, for weeks and the dust felt like rain soon after China conducted nuclear tests test in a location just 300 kilometers away from my home. In the late 1950s, China occurred the Soviet Union's nuclear weapon technologies in the socialist camp against the West, and they started conducting nuclear uh, nuclear weapons tests in Lopnor uh, nuclear site from 1964 till nine, 1996, more than forty five forty years. The last time China conducted. 45th nuclear test was on July 29th, July 1996. So, geographically, I grew up in the center of nuclear test zones of mankind. For example, 300 kilometers in the west from our village is China's Lopner nuclear test site. Less than 1,000 kilometers in the west, Pakistan's nuclear test site. And in the south, India's largest nuclear site. And in the north, 2000 kilometers in the northwest, the Soviet Union's famous Simplatinsk nuclear test site. What I remember is my family house with the red apple, and we always used to eat it. We have barely clothes to wear because China was suffering famine at that time, all the money spent uh, both for the weapons and culture Revolution's destruction, no farming. So I, so I spent five years uh, uh, in that uh, family house. Then our family house was demolished. That's what I remember. And uh, along other villages, and that land, that land was given to the Chinese migrants to, to farm it. That was in 1975. In the first year of primary school, my father built a mud brick house with two rooms near the sand dunes, And after giving up our fertile land, orchard, everything. Now I, now I talk about the population of my country. In 1949, before Chinese Communist Army's occupation of my country, the Uyghur population in East Turkestan was nearly 3 million. And the Han Chinese population, uh, including army, soldiers, and their family, was less than 250,000. Over the 70 years rule of my country by the Ch- uh, Chinese communist regime, they systematically systemat- carried out demographic genocide, flooding Han Chinese migrants into my homeland. Now, in the year of 2019, the Han Chinese population in in East Turkestan is more than 15 million. Our percentage dropped from uh, from 80 percent to less than 45 percent now, in the region. And that 15, 15 million included Bintun, which is a paramilitary corps, and the ordinary mm-hmm. Han civilians. But Uyghur's population is still no more than 12 million, that, that figure I heard over the last 10, 15 years. That's, that's according to the Chinese official sense. When I was in the second year at high school, I wrote a letter and slogans to commemorate the first uh, anniversary of 1985 Uyghur student movement demonstration, which we demand stop nuclear tests, give equal rights for the Uyghurs and education and uh, eliminate the poverty. But uh, uh, I stacked the letter on the headmaster's uh, office door. A month later, country police came for questioning and arrested me. That was 1985. I was 16 years old. But they released me at some day without charge. I studied in Uyghur school from year 1 to year 11 and graduated from regions the largest university called Xinjiang University at that time. But I only worked for six months all my life in People's Republic of China. And I lived there for 28 years. At that time, after I worked only six months, I was fired from my job under the accusation of separatism. That was in 1992. Because of the poster I wrote in 1986, when I was 16 years old. Since then, I became jobless for decades, and uh, many troubles from the authorities followed nonstop until I escaped from the country in 1999. Just a few months before the new century started, I had no other choice, left rather than finding a new new way to live from from my country in order to save my life i stayed in kyrgyzstan for eight months before i I, I arrived in europe now whenever i think of my family and friends at home what always came to my mind is if i didn't leave the country I may be one of them among the three million innocent Uyghurs in Chinese concentration camps. And I could not imagine the rest. I am the only child of my parents. I became a British citizen in 2005. And I traveled to East Turkestan uh, with support of British Academy with my academic wife. Uh, we conduct, conducted intense field work with academic purpose three times before our final visa application was refused. That was in 2015. My father died on 4th November 2017. I hid my father's death four days later to a friend. In two thousand sixteen, a year earlier, I wrote. I applied visa. My visa was refused. And then, after I heard my father's death, I I wrote Chinese embassy. I demand them give me humanitarian visa. I want to see my father. I want see. I want to be there. But uh, ignored everything. So after new year two thousand eighteen. My telephone communication with my widowed mother or my relatives, all cut off. No, even not exist the telephone line. People can call to Syria. Uh, one of the day, I received a telephone call from Afghanistan. Say, he's Uyghur, he need to help. His mother died in the war. But I can't call my, ma- my family, which has 20 million population and uh, part of Chinese territory. Now, I don't know my mother alive, still alive. I hope for the best she's alive. And uh, I'm just uh, for two, three years not sleepless. I I can sleep uh, maybe one or two night per week. The rest just awake. I just I keep going. And uh, now I'm going to show the uh, later on after taking your question, question and answer session. I'm going to show the. Uh, film document, documentary based on my uh, personal experience and family. I wrote this story in the uh, summer 2017 when I walked to school and I saw many posters. Uh, uh, people posting saying, I lost my cat or my dog. If anyone found it, I will give a reward £200 or £300. Please contact. Which whenever I see that one, I feel very sad because this is. A, I cannot know my where's my mother, my family, and uh, so I wrote a story, and based on that, my personal story, I produced a film uh, uh, last year in uh, in Central Asia. I cannot travel to him, so like myself, there are many sad tragedies. Tragic stories among the Uyghur diaspora community especially in London. There are a few hundred Uyghur community members and they mostly live in North London. Last month, I have received a text message from a friend. The text message said, I would like to invite you to come to to our house for funeral. We have received information about, about my brother's death. He was in the camp and died two weeks ago after he he was being released. China is not only mass arresting millions of innocent Uyghurs, but also deliberately targeting Uyghur intellectuals, including academics, writers, poets, artists, teachers, and medical doctors, and so on. China claims these internment camps' purpose is re-educating Uyghurs, for vocational training purpose, but these intellectuals did not need re-education or vocational training. They are professors, doctors. They are. Uh, they also work for the Chinese government. But Chinese authorities spe- specifically targeting Uyghur intellectuals reveals that China is aiming to destroy. Uyghur ethnic identity to force Uyghurs to be assimilated into Han Chinese. You may have heard about the author of uh, Wild Pigeon, a writer, my friend. He wrote a story about uh, uh, about uh, Uyghur situation about freedom. He was sentenced for ten years, and uh, our articles used to publish together in some column. I, I always remember him. And I have another friend, Ilham Tohti. You may have He was nominated for Nobel Peace Prize. He is a university professor in Xinjiang, no, in Beijing National University. He just accepted. He just asked from the Chinese government to respect your autonomous regional law, to give us equal rights. I don't want to be independent from you, but they sentence him for life, and we are also campaigning for his release. So in the last 15 years, I have known Rahila uh with my wife. We worked together in collaboration various academic uh, research. And another, she came twice to London, attend the SWAS conference about uh, Central Asia and religion. And last one, Sanover Tursun. She came to London, Paris, Edinburgh to perform your... We were music. That was in late two thousand fifteen. She also disappeared, and we heard reliable information says she's in the camp. No. Yes, uh, there's now China is. Uh, uh, last week there's an international tribunal about China organ harvesting, and they, they predicted the China's guilty. The kind of symbol symbolic uh, court hearing. And uh, we heard the uh, China announced in public uh, public website saying we have halal organ we can sell. Now there's a report called Winter Bite news uh, news organization based in Washington D.C. Um, many of their reporters are are Han Chinese from Inner China. Many of their reporters were arrested, but they keep reporting. They said now the Uyghurs between age from uh, 18 to 50. They secretly transferred all the prisoners to Inner China, and we don't know how. Uh, we don't know it is, uh, about anything about their uh, well-being. And uh, last, what I want to say, maybe you, one of you, heard about BBC's uh, report two days ago, Johnson Yunnan. That's uh, how Chen tried to show off. Remember, that's Kashgar, big city. As you told about the uh, British Consulate in uh, 200 years ago. Urimchi, you can hear that. This is, that city has 2-3 uh, million population. I was born in Shaya, very remote county. Uyghur population, Uyghur, Uyghur, Uyghur region's administrative administ- region is uh, there's more than 80 county. Uyghur population, more than 80% lives in the countryside. That county I was born, has more than 300,000 population and uh, probably less than 1% Han Chinese. Three years now, no information. Like it is, there's 80 other counties and Chinese government not allow any, any reporters, any foreign journalists or diplomats go to visit there. And, and the BBC, also BBC revealed, Near Urimchi, the Da concentration camp, or internment camp, they called. They pictured that camp from the satellite. And that camp can hold more than 10,000 population. And uh, we are hearing like a, a young teenage girl or boy installed WhatsApp software and tried to use it. They were sent for 10 years prison. Station like this. So I will stop here. Uh, sh- uh, thank you for sharing my experience and my, uh, my, my people's uh, tragedy. I will take the questions. This question about the copy of the film. And uh, I again appreciate all the Labour Party members, activities uh, in the Labour sphere. Recently I have received uh, contact from Manchester, for example, even Leeds. They are now going to work to organise show and screen the film in the, by the Labour members. I was very pleased I'm going to travel to Manchester, Leeds, and uh, there's uh, lots of Labour members, half of Labour. So, yes, um, I'm happy to, because uh, this uh, I announced one good news. And uh, Italy, in the Rome, uh, Italy short film festival uh, in 2019 was selected, this film to show end of the year in Rome. I'm going to travel. And I applied to other film festivals. And the story is very simple. I just tried to, as said, we are all human. We have heart, we have feeling, we have loved one. we have family. That's, I want to share this one. This is nothing more than that. Uh, so yes, uh, I'm happy to. So uh, because the film what we applied to the film to share, they have kind of rule we cannot uh, copy or distribute in public domain. So I'm happy to uh, like share with the organizers film, for example. Or I can travel as we organize today here. I can talk and the live screening. I will be happy to do. Uh, uh, thank you so much for your, uh, for, for your asking about this. And second question about uh, how can you connect the uh, Uyghur community, of, co- community members, of course. Uh, as you said, I'm a board member of the UK Uyghur community. And here's another gentleman, also board member, uh, Abdi Karim, uh, behind you. Abd Karim, also a board member, and he's a uh, responsible person for, for, for this year's work. So you can you can find me. Just type my name, Aziza Alkun Kemzama, or contact details. I'm happy to respond and uh, get contacted with me. And we will anything we can uh, decide by board. And, uh, and uh, so we are. Uh, we all have uh, kind of different work in the community now, so working along with Rahima, Anwar, uh, which others. And the last, but how do we the defend themselves? They are defenseless. They're just like you imagine about the chicken or chicken or hands in the chicken manufacturing factory, just ready to the one it took shock and kill, just like this. Only the Chinese effort of international international pressure is just like keep holding temporary about before it's going to be, going to be led or mass massacring in modern times. Because why? China acquired all the Western technology facial recognition softwares and everything all the even the to go to the toilet 30 40 people stays in one cell all camera mm-hmm. and uh, everything is digitalized so it this is uh, please watch the BBC's all details everything how its came up up. BBC is working very hard about this review this is uh, one of the worlds after second world war the one of the world's most most uh, this is the uh, worst and most uh, atrocities by a government doing it. This is we said about uh, about many many towns. There's no people left, and they said about we now estimated about three million. Some of them there five million, but there's uh, no people on the street now. This is uh, East Turkestan is. As my film said, uh, my daughter, bigger than the Western, U- Western Europe, seven times bigger than the United Kingdom's territory or six one of China's uh, territories is Turkestan. More than 1.6 hundred square thousand, uh, 1.8 million square kilometer land. And 13 kilometers surrounded that that large area, heart of Central Asia. So, we are defenseless now. Nothing, uh, we can defend themselves. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Thank you very much. We run Ideas for Freedom every year. For more talks and discussions, come and join our now legendary annual socialist summer getaway above Hebden Bridge in West Yorkshire on the 8th to the 11th of August. This will be a long weekend of music, campfires, food, drink and socialist discussions, workshops, tree climbing and messing about in the great outdoors. Open to all. More information and tickets from £20, including foods, at workersgivity.org forward slash camp.